Welcome to College App 101. I'm your host, Dr. Riley. Succeeding in high school is challenging, and applying to college is overwhelming. I hope my comments here ease the tension you may feel. It'll benefit you to think like a college admissions counselor. She's the lady who will read your application to Caltech or Kenyon College. He's the guy who will handle your application to Carleton or Belmont. I've worked with many such professionals. They're great people and committed to helping you apply to their school. It's March in Columbus, Ohio, and winter is turning to spring. I'm seated alone in a conference room on the second floor of Ohio State's Botany and Zoology building. Despite loads of natural light streaming in through large windows, I'm physically cold and therefore kicking myself for wearing the wrong socks. They're too small and thin. The room is chilly. I guess University Facility Services has turned off the heat earlier than I would like, in expectation of a warm spring. Otherwise, I'm dressed casually, and a graduate-level exam is staring at me, open on the table before me. Despite diligent preparations for this exam, well, I should say exams, there are two of them today, Despite diligent preparations for these exams, to the best of my abilities, I'm dealing with mixed emotions. In a word, I'm insecure. If it is true that a bachelor feels on his wedding day a measure of insecurity about his future married life, and as a natural reflex, draws strength from the presence of his parents at the wedding, then the same thing can be said about me in that moment. But my insecurity is rooted in academics, not romance. I'm insecure about my ability to pass these exams, and I was expecting my graduate advisor to receive me that morning, get me going on my tests, and ease my insecurities. A hopeful and good-natured mentor is my advisor, quick to laugh, irrepressible cheer, warm smile, but he'd opted to work from home, not coming to campus. Instead, a department staff member received me and handed me my exams along with my advisor's home phone number in case I have questions. So I'm disappointed that I'm deprived of his natural encouragement and overall moral support. Regardless, with an, oh well, outlook, I've busily gotten to work on my exams. How did I get here? Well, once graduate students in my program complete their graduate coursework, they have two options for the examination stage, the final hurdle before obtaining the degree. Option one is passing three graduate-level exams. The second option is passing two exams and writing a master's thesis. Despite my aforesaid confidence problem, option one would have been the easier path. I chose option two. So I was sitting for exams on biblical Hebrew grammar and the history of the Hebrew language. College-bound students, I've mentioned this before, you don't face exams as a graduate student, at least not yet, but you are paving the way toward your college future by preparing for and taking the PSAT 8-9, PSAT NMSQT, and eventually the SAT. And as usual, I want, you to, I want you to draw lessons from my experience. My comments today deal principally with this October's Preliminary SAT National Merit Scholarship Qualifying Test, or PSAT NMSQT for short. Seniors win National Merit Scholarships, 
arguably the most prestigious academic honor for a high school student, but the competition occurs during fall of junior year when juniors take the PSAT and MSQT. This fall's PSAT will look different than previous years. The biggest change for this October's 2023 PSAT and MSQT is it's fully digital. No more paper test books and pencils. College Board, the nonprofit organization that administers the SAT suite of assessments, which includes the PSAT and MSQT, College Board has been building up to this paper to digital test transition for years. Individual schools and districts determine the device type that their students will use for the PSAT. Options include student or school-owned laptops, desktops, and others. There are two sections on the digital PSAT. Each section has two modules. One section is reading and writing. The other section is math. The digital PSAT is shorter than the old paper-pencil version. As I said, there are two sections. In the reading-writing section, testers answer 54 questions in 64 minutes. In the math section, there are 44 questions in 70 minutes. So with a 10-minute break, you're looking at about two and a half hours. What do juniors do now to prepare for this October's digital PSAT and MSQT? I'm speaking about members of the high school class of 2025. A good place to start is Khan Academy at khanacademy.org. Khan is spelled K-H-A-N. Khan Academy is partnered with College Board to provide official practice. All PSAT testers, not just juniors, should download Bluebook, which is College Board's digital testing application. Download Bluebook and begin taking practice tests. You also need to consult your school's Office of Academic Guidance to learn your school's test date. College Board is permitting a large window within October this year for testing. If your school does not offer the PSAT or you're in homeschool, then your parent can phone a nearby school and request a seat in their PSAT administration. Here are some final general comments. Devote 30 to 60 minutes each day to preparing. As you prepare by taking full-length practice tests, simulate testing conditions in a quiet place. Go to bed early the night before your designated practice day. Get up as though you're going to school. Eat a full breakfast, dress, dress in school clothes, etc. At 8 a.m., find a quiet place at home, an office or library, and begin practice, timing yourself, taking breaks on the assigned schedule. This simulation hopefully will provide the necessary muscle memory for test day so you're accustomed to getting up early and sitting through a long test. During test week itself in October, rest and eat well. Avoid stressful situations, experiences, conversations. An example may be social media. Pausing social media is challenging, but the dividends are worth it if it distracts or weakens you mentally. Winning a National Merit Scholarship is competitive, with winners scoring in the 99th percentile rank. Following the advice set forth here is a step toward winning. I was relieved when I walked out of that second floor conference room at Ohio State, having completed my exams. Unlike the PSAT, they weren't timed, and they took longer than expected, but that was all in the rearview mirror now. Within a, couple, within a few days, my advisor phoned me that I had passed. It makes you smile when your efforts yield the desired result. I hope that happens to you academically, college-bound students. 
What components of my Ohio State graduate exam experience might you experience in this fall's BSAT? You might be physically uncomfortable, as I was in that cold room. So dress in layers, bring a snack, have a water bottle, but don't drink too much. What about insecurity? I'll talk more about this in the future. For now, all I can say is experiences that prick our insecurities are difficult and challenging. And 99 out of 100 people can relate to insecurities. That one person in 100 that's exceptionally secure is rare. So take comfort knowing you're in good company in your insecurities. As I look back across the years to those exams at Ohio State, I see my insecurities did not, side, did not sideline me. Sure, they were annoying and disheartening, but I ignored them. I encourage you to do the same with your insecurities, students. If you've enjoyed this and other College App 101 podcasts, please share them through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or my website. Until next time, I'm Dr. Riley, your pre-college advisor and independent educational consultant. For more information about succeeding in high school and college apps, visit my website, collegeapp101.com. That's college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E, app, A-P-P, 101.com.